Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 433, and unfortunately, this is another Han Solo podcast for the coach. As we got appendicitis, Darth Wager, Joker's working, Guns and I have uh, been, uh, let's say, doing a lot of heavy uh, fall cleaning in our houses the past two days. Um, you know, you live out in the country and sometimes you get critters in the house. And we both happen to have them at the same time. It's uh, kind of weird. So, all the picks. We, I have all Nick's picks. We have all the coaches' picks. I will read them to you in week two of NFL action. Remember, all these picks... The best bets, Nikki Guns' five-star stone-cold lead pipe lock of the week will be at www.jeffreyblanger.com. All the picks are free. We've got college football. we got NFL. we got baseball. Those are all absolutely free. When you're there, click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Cold Blood Red. Buy yourself something nice, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. And if you're not making a wager, if you're going to major in a wager, where you're listening to the right podcast, but you need to also bet the right place. Go to MyBookieAG, use promo code DARTH at checkout, D-A-R-T-H, and you get a 50% sign-up bonus when you do that. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And then if you want to read, do a little reading, you know, settle yourself down after a big parlay win on Monday night, why don't you read one of my three books, Cold Love Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play, directly from my publisher, thewordverb.com. And for the Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download it to your favorite electronic reading device. Time for the quiz. For you, the listeners, it's up to you to get this right. Podcast number 433. He wore number 33 predominantly, but he also wore a little bit of number 22. Born July 10th, 1960, 60 years old from Davenport, Iowa. Davenport, Iowa. I think that was... uh, Highlighted in, in Tommy Boy, I believe. It wasn't that when they needed a new map. So he went to Nebraska. He was a second-round pick, number 49 overall in the 1983 draft. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion, a four-time Pro Bowler. He was NFC Player of the Year in 1988. NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 1988. 1980s All-Decade Team. Average 4.1 yards per carry, 8,189 yards in his career rushing as the Cleveland Browns are coming up big for coach. 566 receptions played in the West Coast offense. He was not only pick number 49 overall in the draft, he was drafted by the 49ers. Yeah, an infamous fumble against Lawrence Taylor in a 1990 playoff game that helped propel the Giants to the Super Bowl. It's Roger Craig, not the Roger Craig that was the manager of the San Francisco Giants, the one and only Roger Craig from the San Francisco 49ers, the running back. So we got offensive pass interference on Cleveland. All right, so let's get started. Right to the picks. I got a little note from Nicky Guns. I have all his picks. He first wants to say, sorry to the listeners. Can't be live, unfortunately. Sometimes family obligations come up. But the coach will do his best. I certainly will, Nick, to impersonate me. Congrats to Johnny Ace. Not the mush anymore. Johnny Ace for his 5-0 week in the Gambling Chalk Talk Super Contest. First thing I want to say is be wary. This week, things are not what they appear. In week one, biggest jump 
and play one to week two, they now have film after no preseason. That's a good point. And this is a, a, a an overreaction type game up type uh, week where the teams that look good, the public will be all over them. The teams that look bad, the public will be all over them. Sometimes you can catch a good line and get something tasty on that. Did he catch it? Nope, he didn't score. Good. Cincinnati at Cleveland. This game is already going on right now. But Nick's ha- Nick has uh, Cleveland and a lean at minus six. Uh, he says a must win for Baker and the Browns. Don't want to start 0-2 in that division. And that's certainly true. He's a, it's a lean for him. But our first game for Sunday, we're going to go to the Rams at Philly. And this game right now is a pick em. It's been fluctuating between plus one, minus one, depending on the, on the situation. And uh, Nikki says, John Q. Public saw Washington football team upset the Eagles. If you had listened to Coach and, and Nikki Guns, you would have known this was coming. We called the upset and told you not to take them in your survivor pool. Philly had a rash of injuries before the game with Lane Johnson being a game day inactive. They lost another lineman during the game. They're getting Johnson back, their best offensive player in Sanders. They also have Washington, the lowest offensive yards in the league. Wentz plays big in these big situations, according to the Guns. And I happen to agree with them on that. And uh, Rams could have nearly lost that game to Dallas. Uh, Nick's going to stay away from this game as well. Uh, but, you know, a lot of injuries set at Eagles offensive and defensive line. Uh, I think there's an advantage to the Rams on the on the on both sides of the line. I think the QB battle goes to the Eagles, but Goff with no crowd noise can listen to McVay a little bit easier. I think that closes the gap. And I think coaching slight edge to the Eagles because of stability in the uh, coordinator positions. This is a hungry versus fat and happy team. The Eagles are going to be very hungry. The Rams. Most likely fat and happy. But I think the Rams are going to be one of those teams that are hungry all year long. One of those teams that is on a mission and knows that its window is almost closed. This is a stay away game for me, but I would take the Rams if, if it's a force pick. I would take the Rams. And and uh, Nick kind of wavered on that. He didn't really have one. Uh, next game up, Panthers plus 8.5 at the Bucks. Uh, this is a John Q. Public game uh, for uh, – oh, no, sorry. Nick has uh, – this is uh, Carolina looking better more than uh, most thought they would. They moved the ball well, if not for a fourth-quarter stop. Tampa Bay struggled on their first drive, struggled after their first drive. Brady looked like a QB not in rhythm with the receivers. Goodwin's probably out of this game with a concussion. Tampa's D will hold McCaffrey in check. Bridgewater is not going to turn the ball over. Teddy is 28-8 and eight against the spread, which is the best of any QB in history. Tampa Bay will get better as the season goes on. Tampa Bay wins. It's a close one. Nick wants Carolina in this one, but he is staying away from that, that game. Uh, and I'm going to stay away from it as well. I'm taking the box. Um, Panthers moved the ball really well against the Raiders on the ground and air. No turnovers, and they were excellent on third down offense. I think Tampa Bay, despite losing to New Orleans, they were able to keep the yardage downs against the Saints. And uh, the Bucks' defense, you know, pretty good. Um, they, they really got put in some tough spots by Brady with some picks and the special teams with some blunders. That Tampa defensive line can really limit the running game. 
And this is a big step up for that Panthers offense going against the Raiders defense to the Tampa Bay defense. The Panthers defense is in a world of hurt this week. Uh, the QB the QB advantage is to Tommy in this one, and he's going to be very motivated after uh, people calling him old last week. He'll be the first 43-year-old to win a game this week. The O-line probably goes to the Panthers, um, but this is a bad matchup versus that Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay defensive line. I think Tampa can hold its own against a weak de- defensive front of Carolina. The coaching edge goes to Arians, but Rule had uh, Carolina playing well early in the season. I was impressed. Um, just betting note on Tom Brady. If you're going to bet live action in the game. Second half, if, if Tom Terrific is trailing, the last four seasons, including the playoffs, okay, he's 3-12 and 12 when trailing at halftime. He doesn't come back to win mostly. I know he won in the Super Bowl, but that's a, that was an anomaly. Okay. Uh, last four seasons, including playoffs, he's 38-3 and three when tied or leading at the half. Tommy terrific. More like Tommy front runner. Jeez. All right, so that's, that's the Carolina game. Uh, next game. Got to have a little introduction for this game. Here we go. A little intro for Nikki Guns. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! You know, when Ric Flair's involved, that can only mean one thing. That means it's Nikki Guns' five-star, stone-cold lock of the week. Pittsburgh, minus seven and a half against Denver at home. This is from the Guns. Call me a homer if you want. I thought the Steelers' offense struggled early against the Giants, but once they got rolling, they looked really good. Best defensive football. The coach and the crew at the Hot Tub Lounge couldn't believe how they were stuffing Barkley. Steelers, 13-1 straight up, 9-5 against the spread in home games when they're favored by six and more. Both teams coming off Monday night. Big advantage for Steelers not having to travel. Broncos have lost seven straight September games, 3-6-1 against the spread in their last 10 September games. No A.J. Boyd, their best corner. Probably no Lindsey. Lock on short week against this D on the road. I'm going back-to-back. This is my five-star, stone-cold, silver bullet, lead pipe, Lock of the week. Give me the Steelers in a blowout. There you, there you have it from the guns. He likes he likes his steal this year. He's got them he's got them going to the Super Bowl and winning it against Tommy Terrific. Two weeks in a row. Stone Cold Lock of the Week. And we got a rock fight because I'm going against them. And I'm gonna take that seven and a half with the Broncos. Uh you know that AJ Bolt. Boy, shoulder limits them at corner. Uh, Philip Lindsay, turf toe issues, but ran well versus Tennessee. I thought Benny Snell ran pretty good in, in place of uh, James Conner, who hurt his ankle la- last week. The right tackle going down, Zach Banner. That's going to test that offensive line uh, for Pittsburgh. The home team in this game has won the last five. The QB edge goes to Pittsburgh. Offensive line edge to Pittsburgh, uh, but barely. I didn't like how they performed against the Giants. The Giants' defense actually looked pretty decent against Pittsburgh for mo- most of that game. 
Uh, D-line goes Pittsburgh ways, but, but Denver has a good one. Could cause some problems for a banged-up pit offensive line. I think the coaching edge is is to Tomlin by leaps and bounds. Uh, you know, I won that parlay thanks to uh, Vic Fangio again. End of game situations not so hot. The Tennessee going two for five on field goals. Um, Fangio is just terrible in these late game situations. He's proven it last year, and he's proven it again after one game this year. I think this is a, a situation where you have a desperate team, the Broncos, versus a fat and happy Steelers. Steelers are notoriously bad when they're fat and happy. I think the Steel win, but only because Denver blows it, mismanaging the end of game situation again. I'm going against the guns, but this is a stay away game for me. I'm taking the Broncos over to Steelers. Next one on the docket. Uh, the guns has a lean. He has the Dallas Cowboys minus four and a half points. And he thinks the public opinion will drive these bets. Last five years, last five years, Atlanta five and zero straight up and against the spread in week two. Coach Quinn is five and one against Mike McCarthy teams. That said, he thinks the Atlanta defense is horrible. The offense scored at will on Seattle, but they can't get off the field on defense again. I think despite the injuries, it's a big bounce back for Dallas, according to Guns. They could have won that game last week. They will score a bunch on Atlanta, run the ball. Run the ball and control the clock. Zeke has a huge game. Public will see Atlanta getting four and a half and jump on it. Dallas is better than they played in week one. And it shows this week. And he is locking it up. This is a lock from the Guns. He's taking the Cowboys in this one. A lock from Nicky Guns with the Cowboys against the Falcons. And... You know, I'm right with them. I'm not locking it up. I like the Cowboys as well. Uh, these are two of the worst teams to gamble on. Um, they are just a, a pain in the, in, the, in the rear end as Baker throws a pick near his own end zone. Uh, good job, Baker. Um, it, it, Dallas ha, has offensive weapon, weapons, uh, but third down was an issue against the Rams. And Atlanta piled up a lot of those stats late. We're never really in the Seattle game. I think this QB battle is a wash, uh, but the, the Cowboys have a habit of losing close games, but they do kill the bad teams, and I really think Atlanta's a bad team. Offensive line goes to Dallas, but they're a mash unit like the Eagles. Coaching goes to McCarthy, but that's by default because Quinn stinks. Should be two desperate teams. The Cowboys might be more desperate because they have higher expectations in Atlanta. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. I'll lay the six points. Next one up, 49ers versus the Jets. And this one, the, uh, the Jets are getting seven and a half points. And you, you kind of got to like, you, you kind of got to like the Jets in this one. Uh, Nikki Guns is even leaning the Jets. Um, injury to George Kittle. Le'Veon Bell's gone. You got uh, Frank Gore in a revenge game against San Francisco. San Francisco struggled last week after Kittle left the game. No targets for Jimmy G to find. Moser gained a lot of the yards last week for uh, Jimmy G in that one-pass play. The defense for San Francisco played well, uh, but couldn't get off the field on third down. And and that's that's going to be an issue. And I, I know the Jets are, are really bad on offense, but 
you know, the, the, you gotta, you gotta be able to get off the field on third down with a defense like the San Francisco 49ers. And they just couldn't do that against Arizona, but maybe that's because they could run the ball. Uh, you know, with Murray, they ran the ball a little bit. Um, the passing defense concerning, uh, Allen missed a lot of, you know, they missed a lot of wide open players, uh, Last week uh, against the Jets, I think Jimmy G might have some opportunities to complete some passes that Josh Allen didn't cash in on. The Jets' run game was non-existent. Jamison Crowder and Chris Herndon are, are are the only ones that had good days. As tough as it is to back the Jets, I think you, I think you have to take the seven and a half. I think this is a low-scoring game. The Jets will stifle that run defense and. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be an ugly game with the Jets probably losing, but by a touchdown. I'll take the seven and a half. And uh, Nicky Gunn's doing the same. It's a lean for him. He doesn't like that San Francisco's traveling east, three and five straight up, four and four against the spread with Shanahan. Shanahan when they go east, New York Jets went four and one as home dogs last year. Remember they beat Dallas when we were in Vegas. Kills banged up. And I don't think Sanu's going to be ready. Uh, nobody from the public's taking the Jets. It's a weird game for him. Jets cover, possibly win win the game on the field. Don't take San Francisco as your survivor pick, according to the Guns. Next one up, Bills in Miami. This has got to be a tough one for Nicky Guns because he loves the Buffalo Bills. And he loves the Miami Dolphins this year. And what a shock. He's staying away from this game. In the long run, he's going to take Miami. Uh, Miami's lost six straight September games in 06 against the spread. The weather's going to be 60, 61 degrees in Miami. So it's nice little weather for, for the Bills going down there. Uh, so Josh Allen's hurt Miami in the past, according to the guns. New secondary Miami's going to have to adjust. Buffalo looked like it was dominating against the Jets. I'm not sure that happens again against the Bills. He thinks it'll be a low-scoring game and very physical. Dolphins hang around. He's taking Miami. I'm taking the Bills. I think the Bills are fairly healthy. The Dolphins have Devontae Parker banged up with a hammy. Jordan Howard banged up with a hammy. A lot of soft tissue injuries uh, with uh, no preseason games. The Bills controlled the ball. Uh, despite not much from their running backs last week. Josh Allen was their leading rusher. And if you watch the New England Patriots against the the Dolphins, they were able to rush the ball with their quarterback very well. Uh, Maybe Allen doesn't fumble a ball a couple times this week. That that would help. Allen is so inaccurate passing. The picks are about to happen. Let's hope it doesn't doesn't happen this week. Uh, Fitzmagic did throw three picks. Um... You know, they they don't have any playmakers, the the Dolphins. And, and the running game is poor. And now they're going to face a defense that look nasty versus a bad Jets offense. Uh, fat and happy versus desperate, but I think the QB play is wash. The D and offensive line play goes to Buffalo. I think coaching goes to Buffalo. I hate laying this many points on the road in a divisional game. But I'll lay the six... I saw a five and a half, but I'll I'll even lay six. I'll 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 lay that with the Bills, but this is not a game I'm I'm interested in in betting either. Next one up, this is a lock for the guns. 
and a lock for the coach. In fact, I think this is time for Coach Bobby Finstock. I get it, Coach. What's that from? Let me give you a little advice. There's three rules that I live by. Never get less than 12 hours sleep. Never play cards with a guy who's got the same first name as a city. And never go near a lady who's got a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Now you stick with that. Everything else is cream cheese. Great game there, Scotty. Thanks, Coach. That's right. This is the coach's clipboard lock of the week. I like the Vikings getting three. Nikki Guns also likes the Vikings getting three. I think the injury to Marlon Mack, the Achilles getting torn, that's, that's big uh, for the Colts. They, they really need him run the ball. Then now they got to rely on the rookie. Uh, and after he went down, they couldn't run the ball at all. Rivers threw for a bunch of yards, but he had two picks. He couldn't throw outside the numbers. Um, I get used to seeing that, Colts fans. Lots of picks. The, the Jags' loss was, was mostly smoke and mirrors. The Colts outgained the, Jags, the Jag, Jaguars by a lot. The Colts' defense was terrible on third down. Uh, betting note, Phillips has a career 33-36 and 36 record in the first five weeks of the, five weeks of the season. They're, he's 56-29 and 29 from free, weeks 12 through 17. Cousins from Minnesota was very efficient passing 19-25. That, now, that's not 19-20 like Gardner Minshew did against the Colts, but he should be efficient as well. And... You know, the Vikings almost had that miracle comeback. The Minnesota defense looked bad, but at least it was against Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Colts defense looked bad against Gardner Minshew, for crying out loud. The, Min- the Minnesota defense was ineffective on third down. This game lines up well for the Vikings, a 1 o'clock game for Cousins. The Vikings are good on third down. Zimmer's defense will be better, and he's a cover machine. Two desperate teams but Indy won't be able to run, and I don't trust Rivers despite the yards. He will, he will turn it over a couple times. Last time the Vikings actually beat the Colts was 1997. That'll change. They will win again in 2020. The coach's clipboard lock of the week, the Vikings getting three. And the Guns has this as a lock as well. And he's starting to wonder if Rivers is done. I'm not wondering. I know he's done, Guns. Uh, their defense is better than they played last week, but they didn't look good. Offense looked vanilla. I wonder what was their game plan. Minnesota Randall, an angry Rodgers. That's a good point. In a division game, Rodgers owns Zimmer. Minnesota has never started 0-2 under Zimmer. Past 23 games against the AFC, Zimmer is 17-6 against the spread. This is a bounce back for Minnesota in a close game, giving Minnesota plus three. Lock it up. Wow, so we got a couple. We got... You got the coach's clipboard lock in the first segment, and you got Nikki Gunn's five-star uh, stone cold lead pipe lock of the week in the first segment. I got a couple. I got three more locks coming up. The Guns has a lock coming up, and if you want to see these locks, you go to www.jeffreyblander.com. All the pictures that are free. We got an NFL picks page. We got a college football picks page. We got Major League Baseball going on. It's always absolutely free, and you can help support the show by clicking on that Amazon banner ad, buying yourself something nice with all your winnings, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Let's get right to it. Got another lock for you coming right out of that little break. The Lions. The Lions are getting six. It's moving up, too. It's six and a half now. And I'm locking up the Lions. The Guns are staying away from this one. 
I'm locking it up. Cluster injuries at cornerback for Detroit. That's probably not good with Akuda, Coleman, Trufant banged up. Last year, Detroit lost by three points and one point to the Packers. They'd won the previous four matchups before last year. This is a Lions team, for whatever reason, just matches up well with the Packers. They should have won both those games last year. They got robbed by the officials in one game. The other game, they had one of their backups playing, and they still almost won it. Uh, at, at this point, the Packers have every edge. I know. QB, maybe a slight advantage, or maybe none at all. Maybe it's a wash between Stafford and Rodgers. Um, offensive line, defensive line, uh, that's going to go to the Packers. Coaching, definitely, I, I think that goes to the, the Packers as well. Detroit lost last week, but don't be fooled. They outplayed Chicago. They outgained them by over 100 yards. They held Chicago to 18% on third down. I mean, a drop pass by a rookie cost them the victory. The, 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 the same could happen against Green Bay. You know, they, they could win statistically every category and then blow the game at the end because, you know, it's Matt Patricia. This is desperate Lions, fat and happy Packers. I'm taking the points. With the Lions, the line keeps creeping up. Lock it up for me. I like the Lions in this one. The Guns are staying away. He, he's going to take Green Bay if he has to. Um, Green Bay is 16-2-1 straight up at home in September and 13-6 and against the spread. Uh, and Guns is just confused about Patricia. Total control. That, they were total control of that Chicago game. And Detroit has no pass rush and a horrible secondary. That's not a good formula against Green Bay. I agree, but I think the Lions just have the number of the Packers for whatever reason. Next game is a lock for the Guns. And he is locking up the New York football Giants. And this is a game I almost locked up as well. The Giants right now are getting five and a half points. And, man, does Robert Quinn get on the field this week? That could make a difference. The defensive line advantage is definitely with the Bears, but the Giants actually showed a little something against, the Steel, against a good Steelers offensive line. I was impressed. The offensive line probably goes to the Bears, but the Giants' pass protection was pretty good. But the Steelers, they knew every run the Giants were going to do. That's why they held Saquon to 16, six yards on 15 carries. That's ridiculous. So that, it's almost like the, the Giants might be tipping their pitches a little bit uh, when it comes to the run game. Uh, it's too early to judge judge, but this is going to be a desperate Giants team. I think they'll play desperate. They need to do a better job on third down. They converted pretty well in the second half against the Steelers, 53%, but they also gave up a lot on third down uh, against the against the Steelers, 53%. And, you know, the Bears look shitty uh, on third down. Bears gave up a lot of yards against the Lions. I think they will again against the Giants. I'm taking the Giants in the five and a half. The Guns likes the Giants. He's locking this one up. He was impressed by the Giants against the Steelers. He thought Daniel Jones, uh, besides that one turnover and that 19-play drive, was really good. Defense played a lot better than they thought they could. Wore down at the end. They saw He likes the amoeba defense. He thinks Barkley's going to bounce back. Thought the Bears got lucky. Trubisky made some incredible throws late against a bad secondary. Bears still can't run the ball. The Bears, since 2018, 10-2 straight up 
9-3 against the spread in Soldier Field. G-Men on the road in their past 15 games. 4-11 straight up, but 12-3 against the spread. He loves the Giants. He's going to take the points, but he thinks they're going to win this on the field. And as a lottery ticket, we like our lottery tickets. I hit one last week for a good 800 bucks. Um, he likes New York Giants, New York Jets, Moneyline Parlay at plus 982. $25 bet will win you 245 bucks. That's from the guns right there. Next game on the docket, the last 1 o'clock game. And uh, this game is puzzling me. This is a game I want to lock. But I'm a little hesitant to. But I'm going to pull the trigger anyway. And I'm going to lock it up. I'm taking the Titans over the Jaguars. And I'm locking this up. I know it seems a little silly. The Titans coming off a short week. A big win on Monday night away. Now they're home. They're laying eight points. And that line has dropped quite a bit. But this is how I I see this. The Jags beat the Titans last year 20-7 to in Jacksonville. But Mariota was a QB. This game is in Tennessee. In November, in Tennessee, the Titans won 42-20. The Jags last week were outgained by almost 200 yards against the Colts. They were opportunistic. They, were, they you know, the Jaguars were plus two in the turnover differential. I think the QB advantage in this one goes to the Titans, but Minshew looked good against that no pressure from the Colts. That's going to be different against the Titans. The O-line battle, I think the Titans have a much better O-line. Henry only had 3.8 yards per carry, but he really wore down that Denver defense, pounding on that, pounding on Denver. Uh, the, Jags, the Jags front is just not that good, and they're going to have trouble. Defensive line for Tennessee uh, it will give the Jags a real rough time. Marone did a nice job last week, but they're going to feel really good after winning last week. I think they're fat and happy. I think Rabel gets the coaching nod in this one. I think they also get the uh, hungry nod in this one uh, because I think the Titans might be a team with bigger expectations, and one win is not going to make them feel too fat and happy. We know we 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 know, you know. Hopefully, the field goal stuff doesn't doesn't hurt us with Gostowski puking on his shoes he did in Denver. Uh, going back to last year, the Titans are 9-22 and on field goal attempts. But I'm still locking it up. Give me the Titans, minus 8, as a lock. The Guns is staying away, but if he has to take one, he's taking Jacksonville. Uh, Gardner was on fire. The defense took advantage of Rivers. He doesn't like the short week coming off the late Monday night game in a, in a division game. And Henry carried the ball 31 times. He doesn't like that. Uh, and he thinks Tennessee will be a little bit worn down. So he's going to take Jacksonville, but he's staying away from that one. Hey, if you're not bet on any of these games, you want to major on the wager, go to www.mybookieag. Use a promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus when you do that. You play, you win, you get paid at mybookieag. All right, the 4 o'clocks and the Sunday nighters. Baltimore at Houston. Guns are staying away from this one. Uh, he he's, he says he might be overlooking the Texans, but he thought they looked terrible against the Chiefs. Lost, lost on offense and defense. Uh, they get a long time to prepare for Baltimore, but this is a bad matchup for them. 
The Ravens' secondary is loaded. The Texans couldn't stop Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from running. Good luck against the Ravens' ground game. I agree with that one. I think Texans make this interesting at some point, but Harbaugh likes to bury teams, and he's taking the Ravens, but he's staying away from that one. This is also a stay away away game for me. Uh, Duke Johnson is out, so you're going to get a heavy dose of David Johnson. Brandon Cooks is likely out as well. Last year, the Ravens won 41-7. You know the Texans made the Chiefs do a long, do long sustained drives, and the Chiefs, what they did to them was death by a million cuts, paper cuts to the Texans. This is two of the best QBs in the league for the second week in a row for the Texans. Ah, oh, man, I, 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 I hate picking against Deshaun Jackson. Uh, you know the coaching matchup goes to Harbaugh, offense and defensive line goes to the Ravens. I think the Texans are going to be hungry and desperate. They've had extra time to prepare. They're also familiar with the Ravens, which might help a little bit with Lamar. I'm going to take the Texans in the six and a half, but this is a stay away game for for me as well. Next one up, we got Chiefs Chargers. Stay away from for both me and the Guns. Uh, Reed against the AFC West, according to the Guns. Is since 2017 is 27 and three straight up, 21 eight and one against the spread. He's had extra time to prepare, and that's against a, a Chargers team. The last 12 games is 11 one straight up, eight and three and one against the spread. The Chiefs have covered the last 10 against the Chargers, and, and Nicky Guns doesn't like Anthony Lynn. Doesn't see how they hang around. Maybe a backdoor cover, but he he likes the Chiefs in this one. I also like the Chiefs. Um, at the spread eight and a half, uh, I'd probably lay up to ten. You know, the the Chargers since 2013, the Chargers have beaten the Chiefs one time. It was 29-28 on December 13th in 2018. Not likely to happen again this year. Uh, almost like a bye week for Andy Reid. Ten days to prepare. The Chiefs do really well on third down. The drug the the Chargers struggle in that area. The Chiefs win the edge of QB offensive line coach. I think the Chargers win that defensive line battle, but it's just too much for the Chargers to overcome. At least they don't have to listen to all those Chiefs fans in L.A. I think the lack of creativity from the Chargers uh, hurts them. Uh, The willingness to be creative uh, by the Chiefs helps them. I like the Chiefs in this one. The Guns didn't give me this game. It's one of my locks. I'm shocked he doesn't have this one written down on his paper. The Washington football team. Uh, last I checked, they were getting seven. Uh, they, they, I had them in the upset last week, and they are getting seven, but I'm taking the Cardinals. And like the Jaguars, I am going to fade the, the, the Washington football team after that win. Uh, Washington's going to be fat and happy just like the Jaguars. Low expectations, won a big game, fat and happy, now on the road. and. This is this is trouble. This is trouble for for uh, Washington. The Cards do have some injuries on the offensive line. Uh, a little bit bad timing against that Washington defensive line, which really harassed Carson Wentz. But Murray can escape better than Wentz, and you know I the QB edge is definitely to the Cardinals. Haskins played well, but they they he barely threw for fifty percent completion rate. He threw for less than 200 yards. You know, Murray carried the cards versus another good front seven, the Niners. And 
and didn't have any too much of a problem against them. I think he's going to be fine against that Washington front. I think the offensive line goes to the cards. The Washington offensive line stinks. They ran for 2.2 yards a carry. And they ran 50% of the time last week. They tried to run the ball, and they only ran for 2.2 yards a carry. I think the defensive line goes to Washington, but the cards will get pressure on Haskins. And he's due for some mistakes. He hasn't turned the ball over in three straight games going back to last year. I'm saying even though Rivera pushes the right buttons, Kingsbury has been very good the second half of last year and to start this year. I think this is a big day for Murray, another big day for New Hopkins and the running back committee. Uh, Two fat and happy teams, uh, but Washington's win was smoke and mirrors versus Philly because Philly really outplayed them in that game in every place but the scoreboard. Lock it up for the coach. I'm taking the cards in this one. Patriots, Sunday night. Stay away game for the Guns. He's taking Seattle, and he's happy that the, the Seattle's letting Russ cook. And, the, you know, in September games, they're 12-4 and four against the spread. And in primetime home games during any month of the season, the uh, – the Seattle Seahawks are 14-1 straight up, 11-3-1 against the spread. Wow, that's that's impressive. <laughs> Since they drafted Wilson in, in 2012, 14-2 straight up against the AFC, 9-7 against the spread. Still a home field advantage with no crowd. A little question mark there for the Guns. He's not sure about that. They ran effective enough. Uh, Pats and Cam looked awesome, but there's a big advantage with, uh, with no one seeing their new run zone option, and now they've seen it. My only question for the Guns can Cam hold up running like this? He had 15 carries, took some big hits. The Pats D did look good, but that was against a, a pretty bad Miami team. Uh, Belichick dominates the NFC teams in the last 10 games against the NFC. He's 9-1 straight up, 8-2 against the spread. He's going to take Seattle, but he's staying away from this one. I like this one. Super Bowl rematch. I'm going to stay away, but I'm taking the points with the Patriots. Uh, the Pats controlled the clock versus Miami, 35 minutes to 25. And they don't need to do the same against the Seahawks. And they, they, they were the Seahawks were outgained by 150 yards against Atlanta. I know a lot of that was in garbage time, but that's still a dicey situation with that Seattle defense. The Pats offense, like Seattle, traditionally running more than 50%. Seattle... Let Russell Wilson throw 72% of the time against Atlanta. A lot of talk right now of Russell winning MVP. I think it's a little early, but this is a good close game. I think the QB edge goes to Seattle. I think the coaching edge to New England, but it's a close one. Pete Carroll is a good coach. Offensive line goes to the Patriots, but it's close. Defensive line also to the Pats. I'm going to take the four points in this one. And but I, I can't make it one of my best, one of my locks. I'm going to stay away from that one as well. Last game on the docket, Monday night, first game in Las Vegas for the Raiders. The Guns has the Raiders in a lean. Uh, the Raiders' offense looked very good. Their defense is really bad. They'll move the ball against a good New Orleans defense. Gruden has not been good against the spread since 2018 when he took over. He's 4-13 straight up when an underdog by five or more points, eight and nine against the spread. Gruden versus the NFC last 12 games, four and eight straight up, four, seven, and one against the spread. Road favorites are seven and two against the spread. 
the last nine Monday night games. He thinks New Orleans missing Michael Thompson would be huge. Their offense revolves around him. Now Sanders becomes their number one target. Don't know if they have enough defense to win, but I think they'll keep it close. He's going to lean on the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, Saints are a well-balanced team. They frustrated the Bucks last week, um, causing turnovers. They're actually outgained uh, by Tampa Bay. The Raiders uh, also outgained by Carolina. Third down is going to be important this one. The Raiders were good on both sides of the ball last week on third down. Uh, the, the, the Bucks last week uh, got 38% of their third downs. Defense offensive line advantage definitely going to the Saints. Coaching and QB also to the Saints. Only Drew Brees turning the ball over can keep the Raiders in this one. Uh, the Raiders have been good at home, but that defense was just not good enough against a, a, a young coached Carolina team. I don't like this matchup for the Raiders. I'm going to take the Saints minus five and a half, but that's that's a, a stay away game for me. So to recap, week two of the NFL, Nikki Gunn's five-star lock of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers laying seven and a half against Denver. He's also locking up Minnesota, getting three points against the Colts. He's locking up the Giants, getting five and a half against the Bears. And that's his locks. Not many locks for the guns this week. Just like me last week, I only had three. He had nine last uh, last week, for crying out loud. Coach's clipboard lock of the week. He's got the Vikings getting three. The Lions getting six. Some places six and a half. The Titans laying eight. And the Cardinals laying seven. That's coaches' locks for the week. Please be sure to go to www.jeffreyblander.com and uh, get all the picks for free there, college football, NFL, Major League Baseball. And uh, click on that Amazon banner. Right? Buy yourself something nice. And a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. And uh, go to MyBookieAG to major and a wager. And you know, use that promo code Darth at checkout. You get a fifty percent sign up bonus when you do that. You play, you win, you get paid at my bookie AG. And buy one of my books. Help put my kids through college. Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. You get directly from my publisher, thewordverb.com. If you're Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download it to your favorite electronic reading device. Another Han Solo podcast for the coach. We'll get all the guys back together again next week, hopefully. And as always, may the picks. Be with you.